Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 33 of the Absent Minded Podcast. Recorded on this January 14th, 2020. My name is Travis Stockton. I'm one of your hosts at Ray Charlizard. And with me, as always, to my immediate right is Andrew Crandall. Hey there. At Andrew Loves Video Games. And to my immediate left, the sensual, the seductive, the live and in-person, the real deal, Ethan Newbolt. Hey there, ladies. At Soulsbjorn. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> so I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking about the day. I can't remember. When is Steak and BJ Day? Is that after Valentine's Day or before? It's I March. I haven't it? even thought about that in like since like high school. Oh, well, that's every day of the year, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Since high school, when, who was cooking you a steak in high school? Oh, Could you afford to go to a steak dinner in high school? No, I just meant like... It's not meant for high school that, kids. That holiday, I just like joking about it, and I'm like... It's not a joke. It's a, it's a national holiday. Yeah, well, it's not a national holiday, neither is Valentine's it's Day. It's not I mean, nationally recognized. It's just, you know... They don't close down the post office for Valentine's Day, but it's an event. I don't, I don't think yeah. so. It's no. a thing. I guess. You guess. I like Pancake Day better. Pancake? Really? Yeah, Pancake Day. Smoking a pancake? Pancake and butt stuff day? Just Pancake Day. What's doing the butt stuff, Drew? There's been a lot of butt stuff. Well, to be fair, you were initiating a lot of the butt stuff talk earlier. He brought up the butt stuff first. Earlier? Before the show? I can't remember. A lot of butt stuff I mean, he does have a palace of butt stuff. That you wrote. I don't know what you're talking about. Wrote a palace? What? Did I miss something? The name for the Discord... Uh, thing oh, that's right. Ethan's butt stuff palace. Yeah, but Drew yeah. wrote that, so that, that came from his mind. Yeah, Fake he, news. He gave it to you, though. He built that palace just for you. Yeah. Out of filled it with butt stuff. butt stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He was thinking about me when he was doing butt stuff. Well, guys, <laughs> this is Aftermind Podcast. <laughs> Each and every week, the three of us get together. We talk about butt stuff. We talk about... There's nothing wrong with it. We <laughs> Explore your bodies. We talk about how in 2020, it's free love and positivity, you know? Mm-hmm. And eventually butt we, stuff. we talk about nerd culture a little bit and some video game stuff down the line. We get there. We don't always know how we're going to get there. Well, we don't always we, know we, when. Yeah. But we some, get there. We wander and do it every once in a while. And if you want to follow the path for yourself, you can go over to absentmindedpodcast.com. We can always find the latest episodes of our main show, as well as our side series, Absent Minded Watches, where we just put up our Silent Hill episode. Good movie. Is a good movie. It was a good episode. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a solid one, I thought. A little I, rambunctious in there. I think we didn't really talk <laughs> about it on the show. Is that our most in, like our, our top movie we've watched so far, you think? I think we did a little bit. Well, maybe not on the show, but we were talking about, you know. Is that like our number one? No, because you brought up Detective Pikachu, too. I just said it was the most move. Those are the two most movie-like movies. Oh, okay. I, I think I would definitely put Silent I didn't like Detective Pikachu all that much. This is yeah, okay. yeah, it was just okay. I'm gonna say Silent Hill's our number one. It's right okay. Now. It's okay. Yeah, but I don't know if it'd be my number one, but it's it's well, what would you up put there. up higher? Oh, Super Mario Bros. Fuck that movie. Nope. It's so good. It's so good. It is not a good movie. It is. While you're at AskMyPodcast.com, you can also leave <laughs> us a voice message with a question, comment, or topic of discussion that we might play on the air. Or you could donate one dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars via the listener support program. And also, I gotta tell you again. We got buttons now. We got our buttons on the anchor page on AbsentMindPodcast.com where you Go can get links. push those buttons. Push the buttons. They take you to our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook page, and our YouTube channel. 
Yes. So you got to go to every single one of those. Every single one. Like, subscribe, comment. You got to do it all. The Swiss Army knife of things you can do on web pages. You got to do those. Swiss things. Army knife is social bookmark media. it. Yeah. Hit the share button. There's mm-hmm. a share button on everything these days on your phone. There's a, you share it around. Take a screenshot of the R- website. RSS. Write your own notes. Send yeah, it to so your work friends. Throw it on the RSS feed. Exactly. Yeah, definitely send it to your work friends. Mm-hmm. If you have a work Forward email to everybody, forward a link to askmypodcast.com. Tell everyone to click the buttons and put the title. The subject is 911. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> click the little button that says this is urgent. The more yeah. important, so it's got the big exclamation point in your inbox. <laughs> the more important it looks, the better. <laughs> Turn into a chain mail. Yeah, exactly. I remember chain mail. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, it wasn't. It was horrible. Back in the it early was, 90s. Yeah, it was really, I, I was really heavy. I thought it was armor. Oh, different, God different chain it. mail. Ethan's got Dark Souls on the mind. Yeah. No, he's got Sekiro, if anything. No, I mean, I always have, what, mid-century fighting armors and the, what is that stuff? What <laughs> yeah, is that? don't you know that's what my is that genre? Yeah, like, mid-century yeah. fighting armors. The medieval, Eastern, I don't know. Eastern European. You're just saying yeah, words middle, now. Medieval style combat Buzz, armor. Buzzwords. Knights. there you go knights and wizards (laughs) well guys i have some corrections this week oh Oh, who fucked up i fucked up oh Oh, boy it's always me that fucks up it's it's rare for me to uh, say those words out loud yeah but i I, on this show it appears to always be me that's fucking up i have not seen twilight new moon i realized (laughs) i looked into this second one you defended it so hard i looked into this well all my defenses are are correct but they're they're targeted towards fucking movie eclipse i got new moon i can't believe you watched the third movie in the series yeah did you just go into that like cold 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 feet what girlfriend (laughs) were you with and you watched that for it wasn't mine actually i think it was did you just like wander into a movie i think i went with jared and kirsten maybe i think that's what it was that makes sense because i remember we also saw one of the harry potter movies and i hadn't seen like five and six and i think we saw the seventh in theaters or something i don't remember yeah because it was an excuse to smoke weed and like go see a movie at that point it's like i'm along for whatever i mean but like I said, I was surprised about Eclipse. So that was the one. Don't go watch Twilight New Moon. Go watch Eclipse. I still am, though. Hashtag Team Jacob. Uh, our second correction was the Blue Point Games. We were talking about them a little bit last week near the tail end of our PlayStation 5 the discussion. Remaster Masters. Yeah. I said that they had never made an original IP or game before, and that was not true. They had one original title, which was their first release game, Blast Factor, which was one of only two downloadable PS3 games at the system's launch. Hmm. So it was that, and I think that Sudoku game that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw the choice between Blast Factor and Sudoku, and you were like, "Oh, I have Blast Factor too." Oh, really? I just also had Sudoku. What type of game is it? More. I'm sure it was. Uh, it's some like sort of a puzzle game. No, it's not. It's a what do they call that? It's, it's like you're basically like your your spaceship in the center of the screen, yeah, yeah, and you go around the planet. It's kind of, kind of similar to Super Stardust, I think. But it, it, so it's just one of those little you shooting, right? Shooting okay. little, like a twin stick shooter kind of thing. And they have also, I just wanted to clarify, developed stuff for Microsoft before. Because I had said they had been exclusively PlayStation for a while, and I was correct on my dates, I will say that. But they have done stuff for Microsoft before. Yeah, they developed for Microsoft on two occasions. The first one being the Metal Gear Solid HD collection, which they were in charge of, and that came out on both PS3 and 360, as well as PlayStation That's Vita. on Games Pass now, right? It is, yep. Yeah. 
And those are pretty good ports. If you've never played Metal Gear Solid 2 or 3, that is a solid way to jump into those. That came out in 2011. And then they also handled the Xbox 360 port of Titanfall in 2014. So Respawn Entertainment did not handle that themselves. They actually passed along the the Xbox One build of the game. And the porting was taken care of by Blue Point Games. So fairly big Microsoft product right there. But ever since then, they have been exclusive to PlayStation but that's all the corrections, man. So cool. not not the worst fuck ups, but some but clarification was necessary. They were yeah. It's called spade a spade. Stupid <laughs> bitch. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> Dumb gangly bitch. Dumb uh, loser. So guys, what's been going on this week? How y'all? How y'all been doing in general? How's life treating you? I know it's been a long time since we sat down and talked to each other. It's been a couple days. It's going. It's going. You know, yeah. Kind of you know work cut hours, so that's shitty so i'm only working like 16 hours this week which gives you time to watch more my hero academia i tr- okay so i actually wanted to bring that up i tried watching my hero today but uh tried. well because i went to the, a I, lot of things involving drew and computers and technology involves a lot of trying yes a lot of trial and error i tried to go outside this morning but i can watch my hero academia i went to hulu to go watch season four but it's oh, only the your, subs are out that's your problem yeah. and did you even finish season three yeah oh mm-hmm I thought you were more behind than that. No, I finished season three. I could have given you those episodes. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is I went to I went to your Plex. Plex does not have all of them. Yeah, because okay. I wasn't watching them on Plex the whole time. Funimation.com or Crunchyroll. Yeah. Don't actually don't go to Funimation. Do they have the dubs on there? Cut that out. Funimation does. Crunchyroll does not. Okay. Yeah, because I like the dubs more than I like the subs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funimation should yeah. have them all there. Okay. Hulu is garbage for anime. Excuse me. That's, I, no, it's, I, I know it's all you knew. It's fine. Yeah, I said to clarify. They're all there's like a million better options. Who's the worst? They well, used to so be it's okay. like Funimation have ads. I assume to watch her. I think there's a free one, but but still playing Days Gone. It, it's longer than I anticipated. Mm. So I, I, oh, yeah, I it's, get, a, it's a hefty game. Yeah, I think I'm about halfway through it. I'm not entirely sure. Have you gone north yet? No. Yeah. Like Boozer just got like spoiler alert, but Boozer. Got his arm cut off. Mm-hmm. Like I'm um, a few hours after that. Bro. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah I haven't rode north north yet. Yeah, he's not doing too good. Nope. He's uh. Well, he's doing better now. Oh, he has an uplift for a minute, but he he uh he starts losing it for a little while. Oh wait, no. So he took the arm off because he was losing his shit for a little bit there, right? Yeah, because he got blood the infection poisoning. was spreading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That whole sequence is pretty intense. You're not gonna play Days Gone, and even if you do, Fuck your you. memory is so bad you'll yeah. forget all of this. That's truer than what you said. <laughs> Fuck you. Just like I never played The Last of Us. Oh, oh but yeah, it only oh, took we'll, you we'll like that. five years. We will get into that. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know if, who wants to take on The Last of Us discussion or start it. Is that what you're going to bring up next? Yeah, probably, because that's what we've all been playing. I thought you were going to keep talking about Days Gone. You ruined a perfectly good segue. Ethan oh. basically put it to you on a silver platter, oh. and you blew it. Yeah, I did. Ugh. I'm the worst. Ugh. Bonk. Should have gotten you that milkshake. I know. You'd be all sugar up. Sugar high. No, sugar, sugar high. Pause it. Let's take a break. Pause it. We're going to yeah, yeah, Let's run. go back. We're we'll milkshake, milkshake run. Yeah, Ethan's been playing uh, The Last of Us. You finally finished your easy playthrough. No shame. I have to point we, it out. Though, I wanted to get Because it's a different game. I wanted to get through the story because I knew if I got stuck by just dying and getting frustrated with the stealth mechanics... I wouldn't want to finish it. It'd be too easy for you to find a reason to put it down. Yeah, because I just feel like I am just not getting it. Well, one reason or the other. Now that I've beaten the story, I enjoy the game for 
the game, the story, the characters, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I would be willing to replay this on a, on a harder difficulty. Yeah, because once you know... Just to experience... You have a good idea of the length of it, too. Yes, I know the cap- control. You understand your pacing. You can see where you are in yes. certain things. Yeah, I know yeah. That's what, how I felt about Fallen Order. I know what might work and probably what won't work mm. in a situation where it could either be life or death. Did y'all see that GIF I threw in Slack? I don't think I only saw your My Hero Academia GIF. Oh, there was one I put in for The Last of Us I saw last night on Twitter. That was just a really... I'm really trying to cool remember. Shot where they, he's uh, Joel chucks a Molotov cocktail. Oh yeah, the, all those dudes. Yeah, I did see that. They set on fire, and then a couple more come out, and that was he really good. Chucks a brick in the face, yeah. and that staggers him just long enough to load a couple yeah. of shells in the shotgun, and nice. And then Bill's on the side, and he takes out the clicker, and I was like, ah, oh. yeah. Yeah. Certain moments like that make that game freaking amazing. Yep. I understand now why everybody likes this game and why it's you know it can be one of the best games of this generation. Like, <sighs> Last generation, really. And this generation, and honestly. Then. That's the thing is when you look at the Metacritic for like this whole generation of software, yeah. one of the highest is Last is. of Us Remastered. Yeah, it is. Well, even it's then, like just like, below Zelda Breath of the Wild and Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, it's <laughs> even then I think PlayStation did like their games of the decade. Uh, yeah. They released then, that on I think that was Last a, of Us was like number one. A I community poll, yeah, yes. and they voted for The Last of Us, which is fair. There's a lot of good ones up on that on that list, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then I guess me and you, well, we all jumped in The Last of Us multiplayer, which I remember whenever it first came out on PlayStation 3, I loved. Fell in love with it. Played a lot of it back in the day. And then, man, jumping back into it was rough. Yeah, it was until I bought my fucking shotgun, <laughs> and now I'm crushing it. Thank God for microtransactions, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but something surprising to me about it is, like, like you said, Ethan, you weren't really fan- I guess with the mechanics in the main story, but you love the multiplayer for some reason. No, just the controls. It's not the mechanics. It's just the controls are weirdly mapped, but it's, it's, it's a nitpick really. Right. I uh, know it's, it's cool because the main game is such a stealth kind of, if you want to, and then you can all, you know, you can go in there guns blaze. And if you, if you think you have the firepower, yeah. like I did at least, but that's again, that's probably an easy, normal. that's because you're that's on easy, easy mode. Yeah. You yeah, got yeah, extra yeah. ammo. So it is more of, of a stealth based, quiet game but then the multiplayer is so just kind of batshit crazy not always because some of our best rounds were the ones where we were with people where we kind of realized ooh, we should be like crouch walking everywhere we're, i guess yeah. we're huddled together we'll take a couple moments to like all of us like hunker down into this building get our bearings see if they make a bad move and pop up on our radar and we know oh they're in the building across the street there There's were that our, our, yeah. my favorite couple of rounds we played the other night we're that we're finally we stopped running around like idiots. We were crouching and <laughs> yeah, playing with more your carefully teammates, and, yeah. and it still feels seeking just more out supplies faster pace, I guess, because there's just more people involved. There's more real people involved because yeah, sure. it is what it's four on four. I think yeah. mm-hmm. so. Anytime you invite that many people doing the same kind of multiplayer thing, it invites just slightly more unorganized chaos than the main game. But it's a lot of fun because mm-hmm. I guess it is for me just slightly different than how kind of calming and slow and paced the main game can be when you're not in those really tense situations when you're you know surrounded or whatever but great characters really good strong development of that of you know i wasn't a big fan of joel and ellie in the beginning and now it's one of those i really you really start to care about the relationship yeah, especially the towards end the end yeah. you you know i mean in that ending how like crushes I hate, you i, I cliff- love the ending i hate cliffhangers I hate cliffhangers. But uh, like as soon as that game ended, I beat the first. When I beat it the first time, I was like, "I'm looking forward to the Last of Us 2. There's no way they're not making a sequel. I am really looking forward to it too now. Also, for a long time, I'm it on seemed the like they wouldn't be really because really? there's a cliffhanger, but it's also 
it's kind of like horror films where it's like it could it's it wasn't a cliffhanger that right, it like yeah. had too many like unanswered questions and stuff. No, because it was could, just open ended, like you said. Yeah, you could safely assume that no, you know, slightly spoilers, whatever. Keep surviving. And yeah, stuff. they you know Joel and Ellie are just gonna go live safely and be quiet and, and you know just live out their days. Yeah, and you know nothing exciting could ever happen again. The world could just go back to normal and people would be happy with that ending. Or you could do The Last of Us two. And expand on the whole idea. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Yeah. I'm excited now. It's going to be wild how big of a leap part two is. Because that was something I was telling you once you had finally finished it. And we were talking a little bit. And I was just like, man, as good as like the storytelling was in The Last of Us and everything. And then you remember, oh, they made Uncharted 4 after mm-hmm. this game. Mm-hmm. And that was such a leap past what they had done with the previous Uncharted games. And even a lot of, you could see a lot of The Last of Us in Uncharted, Uncharted 4. I wanted yeah. to play Uncharted hours after getting into The Last of Us. The- yeah, because you were like, ooh, I'm glad that Uncharted's Nathan Drake collection was the PS Plus game this month because people were talking about it. And you're like, ooh, I think I will go play Uncharted The shooting and the gun mechanics just, it it awakens something inside of you. It's like, <laughs> I want to play Drake. Drake really yeah. quick. Yeah. It's weird. I did play a little bit of the first Drake. Oh, it was you that started Uncharted mm-hmm. 1. Yeah. And you're right. It's definitely the jankiest of all of them. Yeah, because I was I was sitting there playing. I was like, yeah, this is a PS3 game. It's their first one. Well, that that one, there's an interesting story around that, which we won't get into in this episode. But that game is basically held together with duct tape and putty. Like <laughs> It's so broken if you know where to break it. Really? And it's one of my favorite games to watch speed runs of. Oh, just because just of so the insane. crazy shit you can fuck up in that game. Like, there's literally a moment in the first five to 10 minutes or whatever, where you grab a vine and you wall run across a gap. Yeah. And if you flick the stick downwards, just right, it fucks the physics so bad oh, yeah, I've that seen it slingshots yeah, Nathan yeah, yeah. Drake over the castle and like five levels further into the, into the game. <laughs> I remember when we found, when you found that out or something, when that pops it's up, like a yeah. five hour skip, like you just shoot yourself and the physics are so wonky that it's like you can't always get it perfect every time because sometimes you'll just get shot off into the abyss. Yeah. But if you hit it in the right area, it just catapults you further into the game. There's something like you can force your camera to clip your character through almost any wall oh, wow. by like going into a corner and just uh-huh. like Panning moving the camera, the camera back the right and way. Forcing it. And it yeah. just like glitches you through any wall in the game so you can skip like 90% of the, the gunfights. It's, it's so broken, but it... It's it's funny how broken it is that it's still such a cool game and like such a part of the PlayStation mythos now. Yep. But yeah, Last of Us has been fun. I started a Survivor Plus run finally because Ethan was like, "Oh, I finished it," and mm-hmm. I had made a mental note to myself. I was like, "Ooh, if Ethan doesn't finish it, I'm going to go in there and play it on like the harder difficulty and be like, hey, I know you can finish it because I beat it on Survivor <laughs> in like two days.' And Get so on I've my been, level. Get you got to do a grounded run next. I probably will anyway because, well, I don't know because uh, I already fucked up my trophy for getting all the shiv doors open mm-hmm. in one playthrough, which I don't know if you have to have it in one playthrough, but like it, it didn't seem to save any of the ones I had from my previous one because I loaded a past save to do New Game Plus. Right. But yeah, I'm going to play through that and I'll probably do another one. I don't know if I'm ever going to do Grounded. Grounded's really hard. Yeah, I, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, there's even 
one part, like whenever you first get into the city and you, you're still with Tess and Ellie and everything. And like one of the first times you encounter the clickers, you're in like an office building. Mm-hmm. There's one in there that even on Survivor Plus was just a bitch to try and sneak either behind or sneak up and kill. Oh, I had because, no issues with sneaking by clickers in really? my Survivor Plus one. Well, because I showed you that trick. Where oh, if you, right. If you, uh, any of the, with like your bricks or your bottles or anything yeah, you like hold that, it and then hold you it like you're slower. going to throw it and then just don't let go. And then it just, as long as that arc is up, you are, your character's stuck in like the slowest possible movement speed Yeah, and the clickers can't hear you. Okay. Yeah. That, I guess I, that's one trick I never knew about. So I'll, yeah, I'll give it a try. I didn't either until I was watching a couple of like gameplay clips. I was like, what is he doing? And I was like, oh, you're moving super slow. Cause with the clickers, even if you're crouch walking, they'll still hear you. That was and the they thing get too, more like, sensitive on the higher difficulty levels. Yeah, because I was I swear to God, I was just like gently pushing the mm. the joystick forward to go and I just like one step. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll they're very finicky on those harder difficulty yeah. levels. But yeah, so far that's been simple. I, I did have one encounter I was struggling with because it's one of the rooms in that building where you have one clicker who's not moving. But then you have four of the regular guys. I think that's this area I'm talking about because the and one I had that's to like, not moving is. Yeah, I had to pick my path and like was watching them a lot and finally figured out, okay, I go, I take out this one, even though they want you to take out this other one first, follow him into a back room and take him out. And then there's like an order to it. But even then they're really sensitive too. Yes. And because of the way that they walk around, you they walk too fast for you to rely on the trick with the bricks. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's like a weird balancing enough. thing and. You have to make sure you find the melee weapon downstairs because that's the only way to take out the clicker. Yeah. Unless you want to waste all of your ammo. So mm-hmm. it's cool. Like it, it, It's a great game for how different of a game it feels going from the easy mode where you can, you know, just experience the story up to you really have to strategize on the later levels. You yes. don't have your Batman Arkham. Here yeah, I, was, I was always stocked up with shit. I had a utility belt practically the whole time. Oh, yeah. It turns oh, no. it from an action yeah. game into a fucking like Resident Evil survivor horror type yeah, of thing. Even playing on like grounded mode, the severity of how many less items show up compared to survival yeah. is just insane. Oh, yeah, sure. Every bullet counts. Like, yes. Every absolutely. Single every single yeah. one. On survivor, it's already been a couple times where I'm like, fuck, how am I going to get through this next room? And then uh-huh. you get lucky. Every once in a while, the game knows, oh, I'm going to drip feed him. Like, Here's one bullet in this, in this drawer that like you get. It's really, really well balanced. It, it's shocking going because I, I remember I told Drew way back when that I never finished it because even on normal, I felt like I was struggling to get past certain points of the game because I, I just I wasn't playing it right. Yeah. I, I I wasn't really into stealth games back then. So I was trying to play it more like an Uncharted and I would always game, fuck yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Last of Us. I'm definitely itching for May now. <laughs> yes, I, like it's still impressive how good that game looks, and it, and it came out on the PlayStation Three. I told him this. It's because it's remastered. Well, yeah, you're right, but still, even then, like when when the game first came out, it's still it's just impressive how 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 good it looks. Yeah, you can run Pong face- at 4K. It doesn't look beautiful all of a sudden. What's it? Still, just looks like Pong. Because it's, it's not Pong remastered. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it! You have to remaster. He's right. He's right. Come you on. Got, it's got to. If it does have remastered, the title doesn't. If Blue Point doesn't touch it. It's not remastered. Yeah. Exactly. All remasters must go through Blue Point now, as mandated by law. Yeah, Ethan. We have on here too that you know just more Sekiro trophies for the platinum. One step closer. You're never gonna get it. It's all true. It will beat I have you. Literally two trophies left. It will beat you. One of them is a is the simplest normal ending to get just yeah. if you play the game regularly 
That's easy. I could do that tomorrow. But this one trophy, the skill trophy, it's 8.9%. It's the lowest percentage got out of the trophies. And I have to just grind out these like points you get for killing enemies. 8.9 is not even that low in the grand really scheme not. of things. No, yeah. It's just the lowest out of all of these ones. Yeah, so, yeah. So technically, if you've gotten... I mean, it's out of all you masochists. Yeah, if it's actually not all that. If un- you've gotten this skill trophy, like eight point nine, you've probably gotten the platinum. Yeah, because that it's pretty much on par with the platinum trophy. Yeah, so it's the one people save for last. <laughs> yes, because it's the most grinding, and the hardest part is one of the skills is like nine points of experience, and mm. it's just it's a lot to accumulate because that's the only resource, quote unquote, in the game that you can't increase the the drop rate for. A lot of the other stuff like uh, resurrection power or your your money, you can use items to make it accumulate more of. Mm-hmm. But this points, you can't. So with this, you just have to like keep killing certain enemies to drop certain things to raise the skill level. Yeah. I'm at the most end game point like place. Are the enemies hard? Not really. No, it's just Sekiro's a pretty easy game. Yeah, the, once you get the the parry mechanic, it becomes very trivial. Even most bosses i've i can two two time try if i miss it the first right time. if you die the first time you definitely know how to get yeah i usually game. it's just like a refresher that was like that's why i died. I was like because I, I forgot he did this one crazy thing but there's a couple of enemies in the place i'm at that just have a one-shot kill they'll basically incapacitate you and they turn you into this old man where you lean over with your sword like a cane you can't move fast you can only attack like really slow and your health is one shot. You, if they hit you once, you die. So that resets you. And of course, every time you die, you lose half of your points that you've been working on. So as long as oh, I don't die sucks. too often, I get it. But I'm I need to laugh if you like get right there, then you die. Oh, it's probably going to happen. But I need like, <laughs> I just need to get this nine point skill and I'll have the trophy. This game How long do you, you think it'll take you? I think, the, years. I think the route to get like, well, I saw one video to grind. It was a path that was like you can get a million XP in an hour. Maybe that's enough. I don't know. I don't know how much <laughs> XP I actually need to get all of the skills that I need. Okay. More we'll see. you can get. You're never going to get it. Give it a week or two. Well, guys, we had some trailers that dropped this week. Yes, we did. It's been a week full of trailers, actually, mm-hmm. now that I think about mm-hmm. it. We got a trailer for Morbius, the next film in Sony's Venomverse that they've been setting up. I guess, uh, is it a sequel? Is Captain America a sequel to but the Incredible Hulk? So is Spider-Man in this universe, though? He is. I mean, kind of. Somewhere, they've right? Jo- they've, yeah. they've talked about this. You see him in the trailer. Because I've never seen Venom. I haven't seen Venom yet so either. So I don't know if there's oh, so any. so Spider-Man's not even mentioned in okay, Venom. Okay, that, that's at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He is not part of Venom's origin story. You get Venom. You get She-Venom, I guess, technically. That's kind of a spoiler. Uh, and, there's really? ca- and Carnage is mentioned. And Carnage right? is well, he's not even mentioned, but you see but Cassidy yeah, in Cassidy's the post credit scene. And then what's the what's the other guy? The villain was uh I feel like it starts with an R like Rays or Rampage or no, something. No, yeah. uh, I can't think, but it, it's like evil venom, even though Venom's evil, but it, it's sure. like another he's like, like super a grayer venom. venom. He's more <laughs> evil venom. <laughs> He was like the bad guy. I can't think of his name. I always thought Carnage was the bad one. <laughs> Not in the first film. I always thought no. I'm just in the lore, like in the Spider-Man. Oh, I thought, like, yeah, Carnage, Carnage was always kind of like the worst of. Well, it. there's he multiple the, symbiotes. Yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of different colors, but the Carnage was like the rage one. 
But yeah, we got our Morbius trailer. Jared Leto took a lot of his I love Jared Joker Leto. criticism to heart. Decided he's not gonna fuck up this one. I like Jared. It does Leto. look he's kinda, gonna play it straight. It does look pretty good. It looks interesting. Yeah. I didn't. I was not turned off by the trailer. Good is not the word I would use, but yeah, interesting is more appropriate. It definitely looked like if you didn't know any better, the first minute of this trailer, you'd be like, "Wait, is this a Batman movie?" Right? <laughs> it's definitely like I got <laughs> Doctor Strange vibes. <laughs> I mean, if, if Jared Leto's character didn't have long hair, you'd think this was a Batman movie all of a sudden. And uh-huh. Until they realize, oh, they're vampire bats. Yeah. Oh, he likes blood now. So for people that don't know, yeah, Morbius yeah, the, is one of Spider-Man's villains. He's in the rogues gallery. He uh, The part where he's in the cave and the bats go around. Yeah, it's he like, cuts it's his like, hand. And he's, is he going to turn into Batman? It's straight <laughs> up like yeah. out of Batman v it Superman. Really I'm, is. I'm waiting for like Jared Leto to like slowly lift off the ground. and oh, Right, yeah, just surrounded by bats. He's one I mean, of them now. Serious Batman bats, v Superman yes. vibes. But yeah, so Morbius is like this. He's the uh, scientist or whatever. He has like a degenerative blood disease. And he's like slowly dying, trying to find a cure. He's Doesn't basically- he say that in the trailer? He's like, I have a blood disease. I yes. have a rare blood disease. Yeah, Sony's, all, yeah. Sony's like very on the nose with all their dialogue. It's basically Doc Connors, the lizard, but with bats. But now, yeah, it's a bad like, thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, so he, he, he develops this serum that's based on vampire bat DNA. Sure. Turn himself into like a big vampire bat. And, like and the, so now he's like a vampire. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I thought whenever know. he was at the cave full of bats, like he slid his hand open. Doesn't one of the bats like dive into it? Or I something? don't know. I th- like because from what he like, I looked like the bat was like going in his hand. There's like a weird futuristic like thing that he does it in front of, and he put. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't really tell much from the trailer. All of these movies, they look still like this is something where they never really gave up on the universe they established with the Amazing Spider-Man. And that, like, those two movies always have, like, that weird... Oh, this felt more... Tech laboratory, like, scientific... I never saw any design. Amazing Spider-Man This felt very, like, Suicide yeah. they're Squad terrible. Like, they're really good. I, I have, like, a soft spot Didn't for... did Favreau direct both of those? No, oh, it was oh. uh, the guy that de- directed 500 Days of Summer. And, oh, my God. Uh, which is a great movie, okay? He's, oh, no, he's I a love good director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the amazing ones with... Yeah, with oh, okay, uh, yeah, Andrew yeah, yeah. Garfield. Sure. Yeah. And sure. Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good movies. The only Dennis the only, Leary <laughs> is he in there? Yeah, yeah he he's, is. A, he's is he Jay Jonah Jameson? No, oh, he's no, no, he's no. Emma, he's, he's uh, the Gwen Stacy's dad. Yeah, oh, okay. He's the police chief or something. Yeah, he's yeah, well, he's yeah, like, he's like an officer. Yeah, yeah, the chief of police or something. So the only source <laughs> of material he would be. I have for Morbius is the animated Spider-Man show. Exactly, that's basically what where it is. he fly yeah. he flies around yep. and he has these like crazy sucker things on his hands. Yeah, he yeah he touches you and like yeah. sucks your blood out. They're from like your, they're basically skin. like mm-hmm. um what are those things that are in the swamp? Uh, leeches. He's got like leeches leech on hands. his fucking palms. <laughs> yeah, and he sucks you dry out of your neck or something. And that's yeah. how because I guess biting in on Fox Kids was too brutal yeah. or something. This, whatever. Uh, this movie's coming out like fucking July. Whoa, it's really? So, it's like June or July. It's well, so soon. So it is part of like the Venomverse? Yeah. I mean, that, well, it's, it's been a while, so I guess. Well, I guess it, so this is the one that's rumored to actually have a Tom Holland cameo. That Spider-Man might show up well, in is this it one. Michael Keaton in it at the yeah, end? Michael yeah, Keaton oh, is well, yeah, that's that's something in the trailer. So that too. already like, connects Michael both Keaton's of those Vulture movies. is in in this, and yeah. of course he's from Spider-Man: Homecoming, like, which is a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Even film. then, it, like, it does say an associate. Oh, but not Marvel, right? Not not that Marvel. The other one. Well, no, no, no well, because this of, one says just the Marvel. It says in it association, says in association with, Marvel, with Marvel, right? Yeah. But yeah. not the studio. Yeah, but just, so. 
the way that works, because Kevin Feige mm-hmm. was actually, he was a, an executive producer on Venom, basically yes. a name only. They brought him in consult. And then the last time we had the big talk with Feige, I think it was when we were going over all the phase four stuff. Mm-hmm. He makes a note where he's just like, you know, it, it was when they announced that Spider-Man was going to be, have two more movies at least with within the MCU and stuff. When all that deal stuff was and he says something through like, and getting made. And he's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. only character that has the ability to jump between cinematic universes. So like a tongue in cheek thing. So the idea is that basically these are not necessarily MCU films now, but it's kind of like a, it's a, a partnership where they're, sh- it's a shared detail universe is right. what they were calling it now. And that Tom Holland, Spider-Man can be the same Spider-Man in both of them. And that, like, obviously, Michael Keaton's Vulture is in this. You can't have Vulture without the Sinister Six, so they have to be going in it, that well, direction. Well, kind of like, semi ties it together. In this but, trailer, they, I mean, they're definitely laying it down thick that they're gonna be building off of this because even because they were just like from the producers of Venom, from the producers of Spider-Man: Homecoming, from the producers of Spider-Man: Far From Home. Well, like, because again, even though Spider-Man's Homecoming and Far From Home are in the MCU, yeah. Even those are not Marvel Studios films. No, those are what those, Sony, they were produced right? by Sony. Yeah, but Marvel Studios has a hand in them. That's right. why they can do. That's why Tony Stark was in them. That's why Happy and Pepper Potts are in these movies and stuff like that. And that's why Spider Man then can jump into like Avengers and all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So the shared detail thing, I think, basically just means, hey, you can't give Spider Man a new girlfriend or something that like goes against the MJ stuff, and then us have to like pull her into our new movie. Like, I don't think we're necessarily going to see Tom Hardy's venom or Leto's Morbius in a Marvel cinematic universe Probably film. Not. No, but we'll see Spider-Man in their movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think we're going to see again, like the winter soldier pop up in some offshoot Spider-Man film oh, under no. Sony either. No. It's just shared detail. They'll have like a spreadsheet. that's like, Oh, here's the small thing that we could reference in one movie or the other. Just roll with it. People. It's odd, but it's also, I think it's going to be done in a way where it's really not all that complicated. Yeah, I think it means that we're not going to get like a Sinister Six movie as Spider-Man 4 in the MCU or anything like that. I don't think it's going to get that crazy. It's just weird. Like how detailed is it going to be with, yeah, the Marvel Studios Spider-Man stuff versus. Do you think um, what's his face? His name J.K. Simmons will crossover? Probably. I mean, he's yeah. going to. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He, there's no crossover there. Like he's in it already. Once oh, right, they put right. the vulture in there, it's just like he—that's the J.K. Simmons in this universe. Like okay. if, if they have a scene with him and Morbius for whatever reason, that will be who it is. Yeah, that'll be Jay Jameson. Yeah, because it better be because that's the part that's not a crossover, right? Because that Homecoming and Far From Home are already Sony films. Mm. Crossover stuff would be if they start talking something about something in Venom that they brought over to that. Yeah, or whatever. If, yeah. If Rocket Raccoon suddenly shows up in a Venom movie or something, or like that's they, the stuff that won't happen. Or like, you know, in like Venom, they talk about the snap or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They, that kind of thing. I think they're going to stay really just, far away from just, all that. <laughs> just <laughs> ignore that. Yeah. Hell, I mean, really the rest of the movies are going to kind of ignore it. I mean, it's already weird. Michael <laughs> Keaton, did you get snapped? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so Morbius, it looks fine. Uh, yeah. It looks better than the first Venom trailer did. I'll give you that much. I will say that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what is it? Tom Holland's thing? The symbiote. <laughs> I think it was a better, a safer bet than doing a Morbius movie than a Craven movie. It's just weird that this Craven is a thing. Hunter. Any of them are like unsafe bets. A Morbius movie? Like, 
<laughs> I honestly it never heard of so Morbius until this announcement. Yeah. Really? really? You yeah. ever watched the animated Spider-Man? I did, but I guess I just missed that. Those were solid arcs. It like plus, Craven the Hunter's probably coming. That's yeah, been eventually, sure. For a while. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's it's not like out and of the, the, the Silver Sable movie or whatever, and mm, Black yeah, Cat. Yeah, yeah, Silver yeah, Sable because yeah. Silver announced. and Black, I think that was the one they like had pitched for a while, and then they decided they were actually going to split those up, and they'd be different films. It's just weird the kind of stuff that Sony decides is actually going to come together and what isn't. Do you, you think? Because for a while in the comics, there was I don't even know if it's still running, but there was a Deadpool and Spidey comic run. That's what I want. Yeah. Do you think I we could Spider-Man ever see like a Ryan Deadpool. Reynolds, Tom Holland movie? You mean Deadpool? Deadpool and Spider-Man? Maybe, because no. that's what's so weird. But is I'd that, rather have Daredevil and Spider-Man. Like, that's all the Fox stuff is oh, completely no, I up think, in there. I think that's the chemistry between Ryan Reynolds and Tom Holland would work really well. Oh, no, no question. That would be awesome. But I just, I remember those episodes where it was like Daredevil came into the Spider-Man universe and it was dope. No, I always liked more of the, the uh, show, whatever. In the animated series, the X Men crossovers. Those yeah. are cool. Like too. Wolverine would show up for a couple episodes. And but we don't have a solid X Men crew at this. Oh, I know. Point, that's why I was like, like, oh, it's so weird because yeah, like all the Fox stuff is so up in the air. Who knows fix how any your of that's going to happen? X Men first. <laughs> yeah, but uh, speaking of Venom, our next little piece of news, but not really news because it's still technically a rumor, is uh, it looks like the Venom director Ruben Fleischer might be Uncharted's seventh director. Supposedly, seven. Supposedly, Sony Fuck. is in talks with this guy now because they they like him because he did the Venom movie. He's gonna be doing Venom two. Supposedly, they like him for coming in with Uncharted. It's it's the still very rumor milly, but he's the next on the the short list basically. So just don't make an Uncharted movie. It's gonna happen. Just don't. It's gonna happen. They've been trying for too long. Now it's gotta happen. And uh, finally, we got some fucking Batman teases this week again. Oh yeah, was that all the rock like, study Twitter I, stuff? I think. Out of that protest. weird little symbol thing with like, is it an owl or an eagle? Or? I think out of protest for this bullshit teases, we shouldn't even give them the time of day talk about until it. they <laughs> give us something worth talking about. Because this fair. is not worth talking about. That's why I didn't even put it in the news. I was like, there's not even, what am I going to say? The news article is, hey, they posted a, a picture on Twitter. Image. Go look. Here's yeah. a link. Yeah. Fuck you, Rocksteady. It's funny. I think they're just shooting themselves in the foot with this thing. They are now. At this point, doing, they are. They're doing the exact opposite where so many people criticize them with how much like got leaked about Arkham Knight mm-hmm. before now that being, came out. Like, and now they're doing the opposite. Yeah. Now they're not even drip feeding. Did one now of you say tongue in cheek? Yeah. That's exactly what it makes me think. It's just, yeah, now you're just like doing it because you're trying to be, <laughs> you'll never guess. Like the, You're being the fucking Riddler. Which is weird because we already know. Like, it's Court of Owls. Like, we already yeah, know. It's a done. Just do it. Like, <laughs> start, come on, Rocksteady, please. Just do it. Because, no, at this point, you could be raking in the praises for the game that the community wants. Yeah, like, oh my god, they're of, doing a Court of Owls game, finally. Instead yeah. of pissing more people off by not just... Fuck, you've teased it enough. Just tell us fucking game. Like, it's just... And now I don't even know where they reveal it, because it, some sick side of me thinks they're not even going to show it at E3. They're going to do another <laughs> tease, like, two weeks leading into E3, and then they're not... Rock, do it. Do it and see that, what happens. That tweet it's, two days before E3 starts, they're like... Uh, Rock City Games will not be appearing at E3 this year. Uh, we're still really hard to work, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, fucking Rock City. Come on, guys. Just give us the game. Just tell us what it is. Just give us a picture. Give us some box art. Give us a name. Guys, I think it's time for some news. Some real news. Getting into the nitty gritty. Getting into the nitty The meat and potatoes. <sighs> the, Breaking news. The Whoa. peanut butter shake of this it's, episode. Oh, <laughs> fuck. got shakes. just in. First up, the big news. The, the huge PlayStation 5 reveal that everybody was so looking forward to at Sony's CES presser 
last week was that we have a PlayStation Five logo. <laughs> Everyone Ooh. was expecting this all, and I knew this was what was going to happen. For some reason, a bunch of shitty game journalists Did decided to cook not- up this rumor that oh, there's going to be all this. Maybe Sony's going to reveal the PlayStation Five at CES against like every historical precedent we had set, and of course, <laughs> it didn't happen. We did get the logo. Uh, that was revealed during Sony's press conference. Looks exactly like the PS4 logo. Yeah. Uh, every logo was since. It, was it, it, well, it looks fine. It, yeah, was it's, it not, it's PS4, but they switched to 4 to a 5. That's yeah, was it, that yeah. not already the logo? Like, I mean, I had, was anybody I like, been, expecting anything different? I had been like, walking around thinking that was what it was going to be the whole time. They didn't officially call the console PlayStation 5 until like a month or two ago. I guess, yeah, that's technically Because even in the right, first two right. Wired articles, we all they did were just like, assume that it was going to be PlayStation call, 5. PlayStation Five Omega because their the <laughs> PlayStation Omega because their name game has just been so simple and it's worked this whole time. There'd been no reason for anybody to think otherwise. It's because everyone expect for some reason. Apparently, even though everyone hates Microsoft's naming scheme, they're convinced that like that's what Sony was going to do. <laughs> It's not that I Xbox to Xbox one or 360 to Xbox one to Xbox one X to Xbox series X. It's not (laughs) PlayStation series pro five. It's not that I expected it. It's just, it's such a natural progression that is no nonsense and it it's understandable. It's easy. Like, I mean, they could have just revamped and just cut off the five entirely and just gone with PlayStation. No, because that's what Xbox is doing now because oh, they're yeah. idiots. Now they're like, it's not the Xbox that, Series but, X. Yeah. It's just Xbox. Because then people go into the talk <laughs> about rebooting like a name or reinvigorating like the, the PlayStation franchise restarting yeah, the system so line. Stale. People hate saying P. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. To your credit, it's, I'm like, oh, yeah, it needs reinvigorating. Exactly. The console <laughs> that's still selling like hotcakes needs to be re energized. <laughs> it's the epitome we of hot. just. We need something fresh. We need something cool. We need some. Uh, Jerry, go off. Find out what the kids are saying. <laughs> the fa- I don't know where this idea that the fact you have to reinvent your whole brand every year. You don't need to. It's from Microsoft and Nintendo making horrible decisions last generation yeah, and having to reinvent just, their brand. Just because you can't get your shit together enough to where everybody is okay, or at least the majority are happy with it, and you have to redo it every couple of years, doesn't mean Sony PlayStation has to. It's because Nintendo put out a thing called the Wii U and no one knew what it was, and then Xbox put out the Xbox One but then fuck themselves with this digital all on always online internet TV box thing. It's like they, so they don't, needed to reinvent. And then Nintendo had to reinvent and they had to be switch. It's, it's like, like it's they one word. don't it's understand. Thing. People hate being confused. It makes them angry. <laughs> the average person, the average consumer. Ethan hates. just popped a blood vessel because he's talking about Rocksteady not telling us what Batman is. <laughs> like, Why? This is so confusing. It's just, <laughs> people hate being confused. Things that people don't understand. It Ethan, angers. Do you hate being confused? And conf- I do. Everybody does. Who who doesn't? Who hate or who loves, who loves being, being confused? I have no idea what the fuck's going on. This is yeah. great. Who loves Ethan being- hurt himself in confusion? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes being in a dark room with no lights and nothing going on and you don't know where you are. Nobody likes being confused. Well, <laughs> I, I, I we have the PlayStation case. 5 logo and then Sony also did reiterate with a cool graphic. A bunch of things we already knew about the PlayStation 5, such as support for 3D audio, controller haptic feedback, and adaptive triggers, ultra-high speed solid-state drives, hardware-based ray tracing, and ultra HD Blu-ray support. Sony also revealed some new stats on PlayStation 4, including its recent milestone of 106 million consoles sold, 1.15 billion PlayStation 4 games sold, 
which makes it an attach rate for like almost 11 games to one PlayStation 4, which is a really high place. I know we're way Holy more crap. than that, but like that's a really high attach rate uh-huh. in general. 5 million PlayStation VR headsets sold, 103 million monthly active users, and 38.8 million PlayStation Plus subscribers. How many How many million consoles does Xbox sold? They Not haven't released numbers since 2015. What about Nintendo? Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, sells pretty good. Switch cracked, I think it cracked 50 million recently. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I Switch has only been on sale for two years. Three years. No, Nintendo Switch is selling really well. It, it's... It's on pace with with. Do PS4. you think Switch is outselling <laughs> Xbox? I think so. Has it outsold already Xbox? I don't think so. It will. Yeah. Very soon. Mm-hmm. I, I can guarantee you that much. It's still. You know, we just got Pokemon. They probably got some other big things up their sleeve pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. As of September, the system has sold in excess of forty million units globally. Fuck yeah. So September of twenty nineteen, which does not account for the big boost that they would have had around Black Friday and Christmas and all that stuff. So you could probably safely say that Switch is around 50 million, and I would say Xbox anywhere between 60 and 80. Yeah. 80 being really Generous. a high guess. Yeah. 60 being the really, the probably more likely and more conservative guess. Cause God, it's crazy to think that, like, there's almost twice as many PlayStations out there as Xboxes. Yeah. That's insane. Easy. Yeah, they I easy mean, to think. They were never going to scrape back that ground after the launch went oh, the way they did. Yeah, it was such a debacle. I'm saying the numbers speak for themselves. They definitely do. Fuck it. They definitely do. Next up, Sony will not be attending E3 for its second year in a row, according to GamesIndustry.biz. A spokesperson for Sony Interactive Entertainment said, quote, after thorough evaluation, SIE has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focusing on this year. End quote. Damn. Instead, Sony says it will be building on all of its globalization strategies that have been brewing since all of the major executive shakeups that we covered last year, stating that they would be participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. The first of these events will be kicking off this week as Experience PlayStation runs from January 14th through February 16th. At the Sony Square showroom I didn't realize in it was New going York City. That long. Yeah, a whole month. Yep. Wow. The event is described as letting attendees, quote, celebrate 25 years of play with a collection of titles on PS4 and PSVR. The timing of this event is curious, though, with the event running during the same time frame that the PlayStation 4 was revealed seven years ago. Because there are a lot of rumors right now that we're getting close to a big PlayStation event where they would reveal the five in the same way they did the four, because I think it was about February 13th or something like that in 2013 that they revealed PS4. Mm-hmm. So we're getting really close to that. Yeah. And this event in New York ends right around that time. So you think they could, like, after the event, they'll do, like, a surprise launch or announcement or something? Why is, like, a cap? I couldn't the, begin to, the to the guess end, what they do. I think what would be cool is just... This event's going on, and then one day, like, oh, February 14th, all of a sudden you go there, and there's alongside the PS4 is a like five or six PlayStation 5 kits. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. I think it would be a little early for them to be, have like playable demo kits, though. Yeah. But maybe that would be interesting. The design of the console or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, but if anything, I think it'll probably just be sometime soon after this, maybe late February, we get a state of play where it's like, here's what the box looks like. Here's. Some more stuff we don't we haven't announced about Here's it because the new Ratchet and Clank, <laughs> yeah, launch titles would be cool to see or at least like first parties, a few first party things yeah. we can expect day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I think 
I would say before the end of February, we're getting a lot more news about PS5. Yeah. Especially with the news that they're not going to E3, which makes sense. I think. Why would pa- they? They proved they don't need move. to. Yeah, yeah. Last year was a big a test bed. They wanted. They they were like, let's see how this. We goes. don't have a whole lot right. worth putting all this time into a big show for presence. There's we, you know probably, what games we have already. They're it's probably last not of us. getting it's enough Ghost out of, Shishima. of going to E3 as they are putting into it. Oh, absolutely. I and think it was Sean Layden last year who said like. He does not like being at E3 because five years ago it was an event for press people. It was a it yeah, was an industry showcase. Yeah, it was uh, it was not this thing for the people public, to go and yeah. play a bunch of demos and then go home and make YouTube videos, buy about merch it. and give Rockstar energy drinks and stuff. It was it was there for people to do their business dealings to figure out marketing plans for what big releases are coming out. How are we setting up our demos and stuff and getting all the pamphlets and information out to the people that need it to sell you their products. And now, yeah, it's become E3 wants it to be a consumer level event the same way as like a PAX. They want you to come in and buy a bunch of merch and tweet out and you have your influencers in there and hashtag E3 2020. Whereas yeah, Sony, I mean, they want to get some business done. You know, there's other events throughout the year that do that already. You've got your PAXs, you've got your, Gamescom, and if it's important enough, they'll be there. Exactly. Yeah. If if they felt like they could get their message across at E three, that's fine. And <laughs> and the other thing, a lot of people are saying, oh well, it you still need to show for presence because that's how people hear about your games. Is no, like, oh, really? not no, anymore. Not, just because not you, when you're Sony, PlayStation. Really, I mean, Nintendo and Microsoft don't really have to be there either. Again, they do their own events all year long. Mm-hmm. Like they Nintendo are in Direct other places. Is great. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the directs are streamlined. Yeah. They're fun. It's weird that it's taken Xbox this long to get the message because that was what we were joking about when we had to watch that last Inside Xbox. Too many people. Just like, why is this a three-hour stream with people I don't care about talking and doing this weird scripted thing? It reminded me of like... You can boil this down to 25 minutes. Yeah. It reminded me of like a less charismatic version of what you used to get on like G4 Tech TV. You know, yeah. it, like it's twice as long and I care even less about these people. Mm-hmm. Whereas I yeah. used to like that stuff because it's yeah, like, exactly. oh, I say, I I like stuff love, when the whole like, channel was gaming. I used to love like the old X play E3 coverage. Yeah. And then it just whenever like it, it got bought by G4, I just didn't really God, care Adam Susser was so sad and we didn't. We had no idea, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird because it feels so much more. And it's because the industry's gotten so big, but it, it feels more yeah. blatantly commercial than it used to, yeah. which is why. Just show me the commercials. Like, just I mean, show me the ads. But that comes I, that's with what like, I just want to see it. That comes with the mass influx of business, more money, the whole gaming industry being as mainstream as it is now. It's just more money, more problems, yeah. more attention. The but more that point, you why do with a third party like ESA at E three if you're Sony and I have a showroom exactly. in New York City when you could do I can it rent out an amphitheater yeah. in Los Angeles and do my own huge event whenever I want to. Yep. Just because Sony and PlayStation are ahead of the curve, knowing or not going to E three because they know it's on its way out and it feels like it is. Not kinda. to mention, lest we forget the huge leak of like 2,000 journalists, attendees, information, business got insiders. Leaked. I forgot about that. From last year. Yeah. Like, it's like I why- wouldn't want to fucking go anyway, to be perfectly honest. And I'm surprised as many people are that are like, I, I would need some stuff at the front where it's like, did, did you guys hire like, a, like an outside security firm at least? Or like, can I have like some waiver that says like if you fuck my shit up again, like I, I, there's like some sort of insurance involved here? Like I, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, E3 is definitely on its way out. Like I said, we got packs all year long. We got one on each coast. Yep. 
We got Pack South. We should go to Pack South. We should. I would love, I would to, love to go to like Pack for into sure. That. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I, I think Ethereum's time is come and gone. I think they got a little too big for their britches. I don't think they need to be this big party. They, I mean, they lose thousands of attendees every single year. Yeah. Now it's just some game show. I used to know. <laughs> oh, Drew. <laughs> oh, Drew. I do love that song. Though. Next. Xbox is set to have an interesting strategy for their first party releases on the Xbox Series X with Xbox Game Studios head Matt Booty telling website MCV UK that even your original Xbox One is coming along for the ride. Quote, as our content comes out over the next year, two years, all of our games, sort of like PC, will play up and down that family of devices. We want to make sure that if someone invests in Xbox between now and Series X, that they feel that they made a good investment and that we're committed to them with content, end quote. This means that for up to two years, Xbox exclusive software will be developed to utilize Xbox Series X's hardware where it can, but will also remain beholden to the already ancient and underpowered Xbox One and Xbox One S consoles. John Linneman of Digital Foundry had this to say about the news on Twitter, quote, the extremely underpowered CPUs and last-gen consoles can have ramifications on design. More importantly, games that did appear on Xbox 360 and Xbox One required separate teams with their own budgets. Titanfall 360 was a huge undertaking, for instance. What Microsoft is proposing here is removed from that. The game would need to be fully scalable, and that means certain design decisions will need to be made that take older hardware into account. There won't necessarily be a separate port studio doing it this time. All of that is to say that anything that's running on Series X also has to scale all the way back to your first Xbox yeah. One, which means what are you going to do with that big fancy solid state drive that they said was going to revolutionize all their game design and stuff? If you have to still design your game to work from a standard hard drive, what does it matter if you have this awesome eight core CPU that's running at all these high clock speeds? If it still has to work on the lower. Yeah. Hardware. If it still also has to work on that old laptop CPU, right? Like it affects your stuff, like your game design, was your, that, an, your was Xbox artificial one powered by laptop CPU. It's the same CPU as it's in the PS4, but yeah, it's a low power APU, okay. which is a, so, meant for tablets. You know, the expression is you're only as strong as your weakest player. Exactly. So <laughs> if you're always making the game to where it at, very least has to always work on the older system. Aren't you like holding yourself back? Like exactly. just from yeah. the start? Uh-huh. hundred percent point. Because that's the issue. Like there's something they consider that we have had cross gen games in the past. Also, don't call your your console ancient when it's the last No, they didn't call it. I called it ancient. Oh, that was your quote? Oh yeah. No, well yeah, afterwards that's I said the already aging the ancient oh, Xbox. Okay, one. sorry. So no, no, that was not their quote. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No. Yeah, we're gonna have <laughs> a little harsh, in my opinion. Yeah, personally. we're gonna have this game run on this new fancy stuff and that old shitty crap you have. Well, I say gonna run it's on that last gen. <laughs> I say ancient because no, I get. The, yeah, yeah, it's fine. When you say it, I know the, what you mean. We, yeah, we talked about before that, like the PS4 and the Xbox One, they came out at a weird time where people thought console gaming was dying and yeah. PC gaming was dying. Blah blah blah. We just had a recession. It was a weird era. Yeah, yeah. like the they they launched underpowered. Like they were already. It was not the leap like when we went from PS2 yes. to PS3. Like it was, they were underpowered systems to begin with, and now we're seven years on from that. But we've had cross generation games in the past. But what John is pointing out is that in the past, like when you had Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag come out and it had a PS3 and Xbox 360 version and a PS4 and Xbox One version, there were usually a whole separate team working on usually an older version of the engine. And then they had the new version of the engine, the new hotness. So they were basically making two games at a time. Yeah. Another example, even for Xbox was Forza horizon two had 
a Xbox 360 version and an Xbox One version. They are running on different engines. Yeah. What this means is it's it's a plus for developers and that their old tools will still work to make their new version of the game that scales up for Series X. But what it also means is that it, you're going to have full 4K where it's dynamic on Xbox One X. Maybe it's a 60 FPS game on Series X instead of 30 on X. Right. Your Xbox One is going to be seriously struggling with these games because these are already things where you're already hitting that 20 to 30 shaky FPS range now. Mm-hmm. And that's just for stuff that's the, the excuses. Oh, well, that it was the made X for, you know, and now yeah. with this new stuff, I mean, how is it even going to run? You yeah. Know? And he's saying one or two years. That's a long fucking time, man. One year is already about the cap where you stop seeing cross-gen stuff. Yeah. Outside of your Just Dances and your your FIFAs, the stuff that's <laughs> like they're, they're already cheap out yeah. games anyway. But like you're telling me like Halo Infinite, which we I guess we already technically knew was also coming to the original Xbox. But how is that game going to be the leap that they're talking about? While still running on old hardware. And running on old hardware and being the same game on both platforms. Uh-huh. I mean, they, another example is that... that uh, Shadow of Mordor. Yes. On PS3 and 360, it didn't have the Nemesis yes, system or anything. Right. Uh-huh. The world map was technically a little smaller. They were different games. It wasn't, yeah, Destiny, whenever it launched on for last gen and current gen, didn't the last that was, gen system? That was true cross-platform. Yeah. Oh, was so it? So it's the same engine on both. But eventually, even with Destiny, they did get to a point where they quit releasing expansions for the last gen, and PS3, yeah. mm-hmm. and they dropped support for it entirely. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the Taken King, when that came out, they said that's, that's not going the last to one for yeah. consoles. Yeah, well, I mean, 14 did that too. They stopped doing exactly, yeah, service for those older gen consoles, and they do that because they update the engine over mm-hmm. time to the point where okay, now it really can't, run it doesn't make sense things. to, yeah, but you can't do that with a game like Halo Infinite. You're not going to be able to, like, that would almost be a bigger slap in the face if you tell me at launch, oh, it's going to work here, and then a, two years from now, a Halo Infinite update comes out where it says. Oh, well, you can't play multiplayer anymore. You, the hubbub they made about cross-platform play and stuff, and then they put a marker that says, oh, well, from this update on, Series X is playing over here. Xbox One, uh, other people were playing on this side. That's going to piss people off. Yeah. After they were the big ones, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, everyone's got to be able to play with each other. <laughs> so it's it just weird. It, it, it seems like a shoot-yourself-in-the-foot move. And then that also comes to mind that PlayStation 5 is not going to have that problem. Like, Day one, PlayStation 5 will probably have some exclusive games that are first party that are not running on PS4. Spider-Man 2 is probably not coming out with a PS4, PS5 version. Mm -hmm. The next Horizon is not going to come out that's a PS4 and a PS5 version. And if it comes out and if Horizon comes out on PS5, that leap in tech, it will not have the PS4 Jaguar processor holding it back. It will not have that old GPU holding it back. It will have full access to the solid state drive. It will have full access to this new CPU. You're going to have 50 robot dinosaurs on screen at once <laughs> or some crazy shit or like no load times and all that. Yeah. I, I don't see how Microsoft's going to be able to pull that off. How they're going to be able to say like, Oh, well in two years, your series X will be worth what you paid for it. Especially if it's really going to be the one that launches at a higher price point. They say all these things on the box about how much stronger it is than PS five but then all the games just look a little better. Like this formula of you get the next gen console, your new games are better. They've updated their new. It's not the old stuff. That formula is not new. We're acting like this is, this is crazy. What do you mean? I can't play my game on my old console that I, yeah, it's not the new console. This is not new shit. Yeah. This is a, a formula that has been tried and true. It works. 
when the 64 came out or and then it was the GameCube, it wasn't like, oh, I can't play my GameCube. Where's the cartridge yeah, song on this thing? <laughs> no, we're moving on to something new and better. What? I well, I mean, yeah. Microsoft, it, what the fuck? Like, you're doing too much. It's like they took the idea of backwards compatibility and way they pushed it just hard. a little too far they out. They took it way too much to heart. Like, you're trying to please everybody. Like, it, it makes sense for a couple of the games to be, sure. oh, here's an Xbox One game and it has a Series X patch. Yeah. And it's going to run 4K, 6, but not a single game that was developed where it's like, this is our baseline. Not a single one for two years is what my what, what? Matt Booty just said. <laughs> For two years. If that's the case, I don't see the point of buying the Xbox. The new one. Dude, because uh, I could just buy a PC and those games will be released about two years later, or I don't know, what what are PC games? Mike Yabara, who was who recently left Microsoft but was the head of communications, I believe, for Xbox Game Studios. He's on Twitter a lot. He's like one of their one of the up there with Major Nelson as far as like people with direct interaction with the fans mm-hmm. and stuff. He just recently left about a month or two ago, but he was asked on Twitter the other day, Hey, what do you, what console are you looking for between PS five and Xbox series X? Of course, everyone expecting him to be like, Oh yeah, Xbox series X. And he's like, I'm getting a PlayStation five and I'm going to play Xbox games on my, on my PC. <laughs> I mean, that's what it feels and that's like. That's what we were yeah. talking about last week. It's like, at this point, why wouldn't you, what's the selling point for the series X where, unless if you're in the Xbox ecosystem, you want the latest and greatest console. That's fine. That's whatever. But for two years, you're just playing Xbox One games. There's not; it's not a Series X game. It's an Xbox One game. At that point, why not just keep your X? Hold on, yeah. wait, wait two years to upgrade, basically just, or basically buy say, a computer. Yeah, <laughs> basically saying like, "Hey, wait two years to buy our console." When did the idea of VIP exclusivity become a bad thing? Like, we already know that people love to be exclusive. They love to be special. They like to have that one thing that, like, oh, you don't have that. I only have that. If even if it's on that like that video game console scale, like oh well, you can't play this game because I'm pl- like I people have- like to show off. Yeah, it's well, a, it's not it's- like anything happened to it. I think it, it's because Xbox. I think they finally realized that's not a strategy that they can win with. They just don't have the IP. They don't have the exclusive software. They're wrong. If they if they put a wall up and they said oh well you can only get this stuff on Xbox, that doesn't help them. Like You're Microsoft right. I, makes I, more I, money yeah. by selling these games on PC by. Putting Minecraft and that's why I feel like shit on Switch. Like it, it's been like that for a while, at least in my mind. Microsoft, Xbox, it's it's always like quantity over quality. They're just they're they're trying to appeal to so much mass of people that they're getting it in, but it's it's this shinier side over here with PlayStation Sony where it's like exclusivity. It's like you're part of special club. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You know I suck Sony PlayStation dick hard. So yeah, you do. Everybody knows it. I no, love to shit on Xbox. I don't see it like that. I, I think, but I think it is key that, like you said, Drew. That yeah, what is the reason to buy an Xbox Series X right away now? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're talking about something that's gonna be five hundred, six hundred dollars, right? If your Xbox One X plays those games fine, and like I said, we a lot of these people haven't even bought their 4K television yet. Are you, and then they're talking and they're like advertising ray tracing, like 8K and shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, ray tracing is a feature that's going to be on PS5 as well. Yeah. And this just opens the door for Sony to come out with this thing and be like, these are, this is what only works on PS5. And you will see from a gameplay side that disparity where it's like, here's what the games on Xbox One are like and Series X and stuff. And then here's what the PS5 games look like. Maybe on a visual level, they aren't. 
the the peak resolution, the peak frame rate and stuff. But if they're doing different things with the gameplay and the game design that you just couldn't do on the other one, because again, you are bottlenecked by this old fucking CPU Xbox one CPU. Think about game reviewers. They have to, they have to do two different versions of the game. So you can give two different scores based on oh, this will definitely be like, something where the- it's going on with that because well, and it, it, what I'm wondering about is what happens with the third party stuff, because is there are is there going to be a third party develop like someone like a Ubisoft or an EA that is looking at these systems and says, "Ooh, this studio has a really good idea, but this this won't run on an Xbox one. Mm-hmm. So do we even put on Series X because they're saying, oh, well, it needs to run backwards for two years. Is that something that Microsoft is going to say that it? They didn't clarify in this interview whether or not this is something where it's just for first party they're making this Mm -hmm. mandate or for everybody. Or are they going to say, yeah, if if Watch Dogs 3 comes out or or, sorry, whatever, the next Assassin's Creed or whatever. Yeah, it has to to run on X. Are they going to tell you, oh, it has to run on Xbox One? Or can they say, oh, we'll we'll cap you at Series X and then that way the PS5 and the Series X can run from the same hardware? Every studio has that kind of manpower to make essentially two games. That's why I'm like, do you just do you make PS5 your target platform if yeah. you want to make a next gen game? Be like, well, I because at that point, then you're saying, okay, well, if PS5 is my target, I can't make it run on an Xbox One. I can't make it just like I couldn't make it run on a PS4. Yeah, it's like PlayStation isn't asking us to make it run on an older version. Like, I'm just, yeah, you think I'm just the, gonna go from the technology side and the artist side and stuff. Because that's what Microsoft likes to tell. Oh, we went to developers and we said, what do you guys need? What do you guys want? Like, awesome, we're going to give you all that stuff, but also make sure our buddy Xbox One isn't left behind. <laughs> like, make it run on all that slow shit you it's just like got the, excited that you like didn't have to deal with It's your slow little brother you give a controller to that, like, isn't it's plugged, not in. plugged in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I I just got a feeling that this might be the first generation where we, we don't see that big shift where Sony stays the course. PS5 logo, not anything crazy. PS5 box is not going to be anything crazy. Got our exclusive games. We're just giving you more power to work with here. And Xbox is trying to find some weird way to fit back into the conversation. And I just, I feel like they're going to bungle it. I feel like they're going to bungle it just like they bungled the Xbox one and talking too much about TV and Steven Spielberg and Halo series and (laughs) sports and blah, blah, blah. The only entertainment system you'll ever need. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) Next, we got a couple delays. Sad stuff, but you know, these things have to happen sometimes. For good reasons. For yeah. good reasons, yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake has been delayed 36 whole days <laughs> to I'm April 10th, 2020. I'm fine with it. Make that game as good as you need to. Yeah. Polish, so close polish to Cyberpunk. The, <laughs> the short delay will give the development team a few you extra weeks started Outer Worlds to yet. apply final polish to the game. Considering we've been waiting for this game since the PS3 technical demo reveal at E3 I remember on May sixteenth, two thousand five. God, that was like just such a boner moment when that happened. I remember watching it. Days on. is nothing. God, it's so yeah. It's for <sighs> polish. It's whatever. I would I would hate for them to release it early and then have to like patch it. Yeah, it makes me sad because there were rumors that the demo for Final Fantasy VII Remake was going to come out the same day as the game launch, which would have been March third. Really. Mm-hmm. Now maybe March third is the day the demo comes out, so we still have to wait that long to get it. You know, ah. <laughs> so I was hoping it would come in February. That's okay. It'll it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It'll be great. Another Square Enix published title, Marvel's Avengers, is getting a more significant delay, Oof. moving from its original May fifteenth release date to September fourth, twenty twenty. Crystal womp, Dynamics womp. 
uh, released a similar <laughs> statement to Final Fantasy VII's. Staying in the delay affords them additional time to polish the title. They just happen to need a lot more additional time because, yeah, that game was not looking fresh anyway the couple times we saw it. The last time we saw it, it looked a little better, but I don't know. That's one I'm still just like, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I don't know how to feel about it. I was hyped about it whenever it got announced, but now just after seeing you know the trailers of it and everything like i'll this, buy it when it's like the announcement of it being bucks. delayed but yeah i'm not expecting much from this yeah this one this is a delay i expected honestly i kind of i always kind of thought that may date was a little early mm-hmm. for especially for, for how rough seen. that gameplay was yeah for how rough it was and then that we had seen so little of it even though we had heard about it for so long mm-hmm. yeah when when was and that one even like out? when was that one coming out it was coming out in may now it's coming out in september oh yeah we've gotten a demo by the from that i feel like Kind of for that, maybe if it was going to release in May. Well, yeah, I remember too. Mo- most games don't get demos anymore. Yeah. So we may never get a demo the for really good ones. Too. Yeah. And even then with the announcement that this game's going to be more of like a destiny type experience than a full fledged single player adventure. Yeah. Disappointing. So that one. <laughs> pushed heard that. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's all, it's games as a service supposedly. And I'm out. I'm yeah, out. yeah, nope. that's that was when I was I'm out, out. Mm-hmm. when I first started hearing more of the details about what this game Damn actually you, is. Square Enix, I trust you so much. <laughs> well, at least we know that Crystal Dynamics is good at making Tomb Raider games. That's true. Maybe we'll get another really one of those like eventually. You never even played it. Yeah, I did. Shut up. What are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah, I did. It's a good game. Next, last week on January 9th, Pokemon had another Nintendo Direct in which we got details on the upcoming expansion passes for Pokemon Sword and Shield, as well as info on a free update coming to both games. Each title has its own expansion pass and will run you $30 and include two expansions, Isle of Armor, releasing in June, and the Crown Tundra sometime in the fall. Each expansion features new legendary Pokemon, a new area of the world to travel to, complete with its own wild areas, new characters and story, and other gameplay updates. The second DLC also features a new co-op mode where trainers can partner up to catch legendary Pokemon from previous generations. As part of the free update to both titles, 200 Pokemon from previous gen titles will be added to the game, becoming transferable from older games, and some of which will be discoverable in the new expansion pass areas if you have that. But don't you have to have home to do that or no? I don't know because... Pokemon Home has been confirmed for a February 2020 <laughs> release, but that's about all Nintendo had to say about it. Further details will come in the future and more details on how the service will work or how much it will cost were not discussed. What's home again? That's where you can just so, store oh, all your no. Pokemon. Actually, from- if I remember correctly, the Pokemon Home was for if like you hadn't bought the expansions, but you still wanted like the new, the newer Pokemon or something. I think if you still bought Pokemon Home, you could trade with people that got like the new ones or something. So Pokemon home lets you transfer Pokemon that you caught in the let's go games. Oh, and it's also a replacement for Pokemon bank. Yeah. And Pokemon bank was the online service that connected all of the three DS games. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think it's mostly that like, if you had transferred all your Pokemon and everything up to whatever the latest three DS games were, and it put those in bank that there will be some way to transfer them from bank to home. Oh, and then home will be the new bank bank. And then like, it'll be the new, like just cloud Pokemon storage thing. And then from there you can trade or you can transfer back and forth. And now, I, was I think Pokemon home is supposed to have its own mini games and stuff as well. I was really was, tired when I watched was this bank story. free. No. Okay. Bank was $5 a month I think, oh, or okay. a year or something. It might not have been a month. Right, I don't, right. it was, I saw $5 when I read it. And so they haven't clarified how much home is going to cost, but it, it's essentially a newer, more full fledged, I guess, eventually 
service. Like I said, they they still have not told you a whole lot about what it's going to actually entail for it to be but, coming but out. But like in I guess Bank didn't have like mini games or anything like that. You I don't could, think you, so. You could mildly interact with your Pokemon. I don't even like, know if it was that. I think it's literally just like it's a, a Pokemon PC like in the game. Right. I think it's, it's like that, a Pokedex. It's like a, yeah. Exactly. Stuff. Okay. Yeah, but where's home po- supposed to be a little more substantial? Yeah, you you kind of get like remember in the old Pokemon Stadium games, you'd have like mini games and every. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you you're going to get some that kind of style of mini games. Maybe. Yeah, yeah we'll see. So transferable in the free update, but then I think all those 200 are also just going to be ones that if you have the expansions, they'll be out in those wild areas and the the new spots in the expansions. So they will be catchable in game as well, mm-hmm. assuming you have the expansion. So yeah, like the new Pokemon aren't just going to be relegated to the... No, to they're the not going to change like the main, the original game world, the routes and the maps and stuff. Right. They're not going to change what Pokemon you find there. Right. Yeah, it's all going to be the same. So I don't know. I mean, great. At least it's not Ultra Sword and Ultra Shield. They need to you know? explain it a little bit. <laughs> it's better. a little cheaper to get into this than it is to rebuy the game in a year. Well, and they, not, also, if you, not if you want all of them. You better have friends or you better have enough money to buy two games, two expansion yeah. passes. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, because it was a, they had an $80 bundle for Sword and Shield oh, really? digitally. Yes. So it wasn't quite mm. 60 plus 60. So you could get that for 80 and then it'll run you another $60 you have to, get both, to get the expansion yeah, for pass each, for both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like an $140 And each one yeah. has like, so the sword and there are one, some, even in the expansion pass, there are some unique differences yes, between the new areas and what Pokemon variants they are. of certain Pokemon. And then there's also like a trainer variant, mm-hmm. like a new rival or some kind of thing for each sword and shield. It's like a, a poison trainer for one and then a psychic trainer okay. for the other. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want more information on what each of those expansions entail, you should go watch the Pokemon direct. Yeah. They go into a little more detail about the le- like the, the style and theme of each of the new they look areas really and cool. the expansions. I, I liked what I saw, especially like the new variants of certain legendaries. They looked really cool. Yeah, you guys were talking on Slack w- with this new expansion. They brought back the original legendary birds. So Zapdos, Articuno and Moltres all have Gala region variants now. Oh, nice. And they haven't released the types for them, people are just kind of guessing that their combination of dark and their original types, or people have said their new combos all together. But they look they look really neat. I like them. Huh. And then there's like a new legendary legendary. It looks like a a goat balloon, like a goat <laughs> a, a weather balloon. It's like a deer with like hands, and he's got like a big weather balloon. They added, what was it, like a teacup Pokemon? This? They've got a lot of weird Yeah, like a trash, It doesn't surprise me. It's a trash Pokemon. There would oh, be and then they also, balloon Pokemon. they released a new, it's a new fighting type Pokemon that kind of gets released. It's given to you by one of the new master trainers or whatever the gym. Oh, like you beat him and he's just like, here, take this Pokemon. Well, so it's the, the world champion in the game his mentor that's what i was looking for okay. you in, interact with him somehow and he gives you like this fighting dog bear and then based on what version of the game you have he evolves into a fighting martial arts pokemon and it's like two different things and they each have like a different gigamax or gigamax whatever right. variant and it looked kind of cool gigamax sounds like a size for a tampon Wow. And then also the starters. Tampax Gigamax edition. <laughs> the, the new starters got Dynamax evolutions also. And they gave the water Pokemon a sniper gun. All right. Yeah. That's full on gave him a sniper. His, his ability is called sniper. <laughs> cool. So, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Pokemon. I Pokemon. Like, I still Pokemon. Like Pokemon. Well, you'll like this. We got one more piece of Pokemon news from the direct. 
Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX, that's a name. I don't like that. Name. Was announced <laughs> and dated for March 6th, 2020, with a demo available for you to try right now. Oh, fuck, right now? Right now. Oh, man. DX appears to combine the original title's red and blue versions into one package and includes new mechanics to simplify the original's more difficult gameplay. So it's the it's the first one just, like, redone? Yep. Yep, oh, but... God. So DX means... Yeah, it's true. Zelda it's DX. It's the old yeah, deluxe yeah, yeah. thing it's Nintendo true. does to sell you the same thing twice. Yep. I don't like this. This isn't one of the um the side stories. I never Pokemon played any mystery so like, uh, dungeon yeah. games, so I have no interest in this. Dungeon crawlers are dope. Yeah, but you play as a Pokemon. I, I don't I don't get it. I love my Pikachu. <laughs> I love my little Pikachu. I love my Pikachu. I like Pokemon Pinball. Pokemon Snap remastered when? Dude, I think a new Pokemon Snap game would be dope as shit. Put it in VR. It'd be fucking awesome. Well, it I would guess, be, except yeah, it'd, it'd be developed it, by Nintendo. So you yeah. have to hold it with your one hand and <laughs> be a Labo. Yeah, like exactly. Shit. Yeah. Pokemon Snap Labo edition. You're never getting another Pokemon yeah, Snap. That's probably true. If you got a Pokemon Snap, it would be a mobile game full of microtransactions. Oh, yeah. Where Nintendo would sell you oh, digital no. film Fuck. that like limits how many <laughs> fucking pictures you could. It'll be like a Pokemon Go update. God. They already have that. Pokemon in there. Snap. Exactly. They yeah, that, a, that's what it is. They already have if a that's already a thing, thing then yeah. you're never getting an actual Pokemon. They already have snap. a picture thing yeah. in there. Yeah. Next, our final piece of news, which I probably should have put in there earlier just because it's not like the most riveting thing, but it's exciting for me. This is almost like our oldest piece of news. Doom and Doom 2 on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch are getting big updates, bumping the game's frame rates from 35 FPS to 60, patching in add-on support with the curated custom WAD files from Bethesda, including John Romero's Sigil and a new quick save system. So Sigil was kind of like John Romero's spiritual successor to Doom 2 that he put out recently. That's apparently really fucking good. It had a sick collector's edition I really wanted to buy. And by the time I heard about it, it was already sold out. And it was like a limited run thing. Yeah. But this is cool. I, if y'all recall, one of the big complaints I had about the Doom ports on this consoles. This the reason you well, told yeah, me not they to were buy only, it. Yeah, I was like, they were only these. limited to like 30 FPS, which is ridiculous for how old those Not even 30, but 35. That's right. what was made it so janky is that playing it on a 60 hertz screen it's not even like even if they capped it at 30, it would have been, felt better than it does at 35. 35. But this is cool. And I was not expecting the add on support. That's super cool because one of the biggest things for Doom is the ability to like mod it with the super wads and stuff, which wads are basically Doom's file package where it's a like a total conversion or usually, but it, it can be just like smaller mods and stuff like that. But there's a lot out there that like brutal Doom and all of these different awesome user made levels and right. content and stuff. That's going to be really cool to see that like they're actually curating versions for console players. Yeah. So this is a cool little update. Definitely, definitely going to pick these up now that they fixed that. That was the, the 60 FPS was the big reason I hadn't picked them up, but now I will. Nice. Got Never Doom played in the original doom games. Good I stuff. It's classic. Them. They're, yeah. they're fucking awesome. They, they I think too hard for the age. I tried to play them at coward. <laughs> probably like six Got a home video of me playing doom at four or three i was like three or four years old i can't remember Ragger. I yeah know. i didn't have a computer until i was sit like down 13. it's a game you're playing <laughs> they're probably gonna be cheap too i think at full price they were 5.99 yeah oh speaking of did you get it oh I forgot you, Tre- ethan was talking about told uh getting doom 2016 again he was and he was like I oh it's yeah on sale right now and i yep. went to go look it up Five ninety nine. Yeah. Go get that. Grab when I get if home. you've not played Doom twenty sixteen, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's for everyone listening to. Yeah, Doom twenty sixteen. It's on sale. Go buy it. It's awesome. Yep. Get on whatever you own. Mm-hmm. It's on everything. It's on Switch. It is. Eric, you coward. Go play Doom. <laughs> well, that's all I got for the news, guys. All right. 
All right, we'll see you next week. Speaking no. of Doom, we did see the, uh, <laughs> the new Doom Eternal trailer. Oh, yeah, so is that, is that like an official trailer, or have we yeah. seen something like that? Because I also saw a, a video that was like official gameplay story trailer too. Well, we've gotten other like, trailers in the past, but is this is like... Because IGN had it labeled as official gameplay trailer whatever. Well, I was like, remember what, what too, is this? What like, am I looking at? I think that's official. That, okay. Well, remember too, when we first got the original gameplay trailer, th- this is why remember. Doom got delayed because like they, people were saying that the screen was too crowded, like the UIs clumsy and everything like that and didn't they say that they yeah were- i don't think that was the trailer but it was like some event where they had like a long like a, like a 15 minute yeah of actual, and they, like, yeah uncut gameplay. this is where they showed like the chain shotgun and they yeah. introduced the mechanic of people invading your game and everything like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. yeah dark I, souls eh? and <laughs> also technically that wasn't the reason it got delayed they said the reason was the the typical line of like polish and oh, stuff okay but i can almost guarantee that's one of the things that we're going to see has been fixed up a lot I was surprised it didn't show any of the HUD in this latest trailer. But we did see we a little bit of Doom Slayer face. We did, yeah. They they put a face on him this mm-hmm. time, which people I saw some comments of people be like, "Why has he got a face now? Why are they putting story in my Doom?" And I was like, "I would love." He's Doom literally story. in the fucking bottom of your HUD in the fur in like every Doom game, mm-hmm. Doom One and Doom Two. He's there. You yeah. see his fucking <laughs> face. He's the Marine. Yeah, he's right there. Fucking fake ass Doom fans. <laughs> I've been here since the beginning. I played since I was four. Fucking OG over here, dude. Yep. You gonna complain to me about faces? You <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks like a generic angry marine guy. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the trailer is awesome, though. I, I am kind of curious if there's actually gonna be like third person segments, the way it looked like in the. I, I, I can't tell how much of those are story cutscenes. Oh, and it like pans out when he picks up like the sword. Yeah, and then there's like a moment too where you see him like jumping off of something or mm. whatever. I think it's probably just story stuff. Yeah, because just- even in the game, like in the 2016, there's points where you like enter a thing and it shows you like jumping down like that, right? Or no? No, because oh, all, all the yeah. story cutscenes in 2016 like are like an encounter. They're all first person, like, uh, and but then there's moments where the camera pulls forward, mm-hmm. like like that first time you come across like the imps. Yeah, and the yeah. camera like shoots forward real quick, mm-hmm. but you never. It's never like a pulls mm-hmm. out and it's a third person thing. I don't know. I'm excited for more story like and stuff Doom. in Doom. I don't mind it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it either. But yeah, it doesn't make sense that like Doom would try and add like a third person Wait, gameplay. I don't think there's gonna be gameplay. Oh, no, I, okay. I just couldn't tell how much of it was like actual cutscenes right. or, or what. Story if, it, if it was just for Doom. the trailer. Didn't Doom three have like a lot of story building with like text and stuff and like <laughs> Yeah, but not so much like uh there's always been lore. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's not what I mean. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm saying, what did that guy mean? Fuck but him. I think you mean more like, like actual like, 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 like when they showed like in the very first trailers, like whenever he's walking through the station and everyone's turning around being like, oh, fuck, that's him, you know? No, not even that. I, I mean, stuff like we saw in this trailer today oh, okay. where it was, again, third person Doom Marine and like the, the people where he's interacting with like demons and stuff. I don't know how much story it's going to be. It's just it's interesting how much they're talking about him and the overlays like there was stuff like that in 2016 even but it it's just a little more mm. and then yeah the lore seems to be more out in front Does as he have far a name? as the locations they're in doom, no doom just guy. doom slayer doom guy? that's yeah, from doom, doom guy or doom slayer or the slayer so don't give yeah. him a name yeah that's all he needs calm down guy that's his name <laughs> i love that line in the trailer there's just like all of hell's worst machinations and creatures and monsters blah 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 and all we send is you. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, and the only thing they fear is you. They have that line in there yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Really looking forward to that. Fuck I can't yeah. believe it's only, you know, two months away. Yeah. It's insane. I think cyberpunk's going to get delayed. I mean, it's going to push back. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah, I do. Has it been delayed before? Nope. That's why I April was the first release date we got because oh, they were really careful about saying anything for a if while. If it's not been delayed yet, it, it it could probably get one. I think it will be just because it was April was another one of those dates where because originally people thought this was like still years off. They were like, "Oh, this is a 2021 game yeah. for sure." I would not be surprised if that uh, saw a delay. I hope it doesn't. Again, uh, I need time to play Final Fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I just feel especially now that Final Fantasy is closer to that day. I'm like, Six oh man, days. Yeah, I, I I could see Cyberpunk moving. Think I'm gonna beat Seven Remake in six days? Hell Maybe. no. Maybe if you just, really wanted to. Yeah, you put your mind to it. Hunker down. Yep. Do what you got to do. Get yourself a South Park World of Warcraft situation going. <laughs> Caitlin. We need more hot pockets. Sliders. Bathroom. Well, guys, that has been episode 33 of the Absent Minded Podcast. I have been your host, Travis Stockton, at Ray Charlizard, as well as my co-hosts right alongside me, Ethan rubbing my thigh, Drew playing a little footsie under the table. No, we're not. Socks on. No, y'all are too far. I don't have socks on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Ethan Newbolt at Soulsbjorn. I'm going to get that Twitter working. I need to put more episodes. Do or, something with it. What do you yeah. do all day? We have like five followers on He's Twitter. He's looking at boobs. Don't, don't look at boobs on Twitter. That's a lie. Yeah. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. Just a little bit. Since you aren't looking for them Just doesn't mean you bit. aren't looking <laughs> at them. Just a little bit, maybe. And to my right is Andrew Crandall at Andrew Loves Video Games. Yay! And don't forget, I don't know guys, what that was. <laughs> you got to go content. That's you got to go over exactly. to absentmindpodcast and tell Drew what that was through a voice message, mm-hmm. or just ask us a question, comment, or throw in a topic of discussion that you might want us to talk about. And we may even play your voice recording on the air. Maybe we will. We, we will. Maybe I don't know. They're we coming will. through like crazy. Yeah, they just to blowing up. Through. Yeah, I can't guarantee we'll get to all of them, but we'll try our best. If you want to plug something? Leave us a comment. We'll plug it for you. Yeah. While you're there, you can also donate $1, $5, or $10 via the listener support program. And again, click the buttons, man. Go to that Twitter. Ethan's got the Twitter Smash going. Those buttons, fired up. Smash those like buttons. Leave us a fucking review. Five stars only. Yep. Only. <laughs> but guys, that'll do it. We appreciate you for listening. I hope you have an excellent week. And uh, don't forget to go listen to that Silent Hill episode on absent-minded watches. It's a good one. It's a good one. I tagged it. Later, guys. <laughs> See you.